Hello, hello, hello. I don't know why I just said it that way. Yeah, that was very weird. <laughs> well, welcome to the Financial Grio podcast. Um, we have all of us here today, which is really good. And we're going to be talking about, I'm super excited, as you can tell in my voice, I'm super excited to talk about this. Um, but I'll let my co-host introduce themselves and we will get right into it. Hey, what's up, everyone? I am one of three of the co-hosts, Atlanta Ilson. Welcome to TFG. We are here. What up, everybody? My name is Lawrence Delva Gonzalez. I am a millionaire now, so you guys oh refer, refer to my secretary. Refer to my secretary <laughs> for further questions. <laughs> Let's get this that, That's how you're going to introduce yourself for now? <laughs> I don't know. Nah, nah, nah. I'm actually just reading this thing, uh, I guess, on Twitter, on X. I guess it's not Twitter anymore. Oh, it's X. Gosh. Oh, wow, yeah. why you have to do the L? It's going to get some getting used to, that's all. Yes, on Twitter, where I guess Steve Harvey has fired one of his social media uh, managers for a bad joke. Basically, on his Twitter, the manager asked, um, basically in, in his, uh, I guess, in Steve Harvey's name, asked, name a com- uh, comedian you don't find funny at all. And Steve Harvey asked him, like, you might need to name somebody, uh, another employee, uh, employer, because you need some new employment. Basically firing him because that's not the type of engagement that he wants to, um, to I, I guess, be known for, which makes a lot of sense. Right. Steve's in a lot of, like, I've been seeing, seeing Steve's name floating around, like, with him and his wife. And I'm just like, what is going on? Oh, it is? Well, yeah, yeah it's just, it's part of the idea of celebrity now that your name has to stay, you know, in the limelight. Who knows mm-hmm. if it's even real? Yeah, none of it's necessarily real. There's there's actually people that hate you. There's people that hate him because of I guess he wanted to have an open dialogue with Trump. I think that was a big thing. Uh for yeah, some I remember people that. they they were really pissed about it. So they still technically trying to hold them accountable to it. There's still a whole bunch of people that are trying to cancel people based off what they've done in the past. Yeah. So anytime they should they pop up again, oh I don't like this guy because I'm trying to cancel him still. <laughs> They're still trying. This is it's tough out here because I'm like, all right, leave the man alone. But <laughs> one person that is not toxic in the, the genesis of this conversation is Trevor yes. Noah. Well, yes. I think some people didn't like there's a couple of people yeah. in the comments that probably hated his guts. But I think he's always been very fair, very uh, moderate and very open to the conversation. Yeah. And it's, it's, he's amongst some of the top mediators I've ever seen when it yeah. comes to any co- conflict. It's similar to... Uh, Barack, Barack, but Obama. more more brief. Like he's more brief with it because Barack will go around the circle like a professor would. Yeah, but he would actually be a lot more brief with it, and he'll he'll introduce empathy and some jokes to it. And I think he always lands, you know, on a real commonality and a real point. It's similar to Steve too. I think Steve sometimes his takes are different. He's an older guy. He's lived in you know like the South way in the past. I'm not too sure in the 19 somethings. So he had a whole different experience than a lot of us have. And he he speaks from his perspective, very Southern, very, you know, Southern Baptist, Southern religious, uh, very traditional uh, guy. Same to, 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 to a certain point at Trevor. He's also even in his book, he talked about his upbringing and I thought it was an amazing book. So I'm going to let you rock and cook this one out, lovely. Okay. So Atlanta talked about Born a Crime on a couple of podcast episodes and then Lawrence recently was like yo this was really good I'm listening to Audible and so I've just been in a season where it's hard to kind of grab me to get like sitting down to read a book and Audibles are like really hit and miss but I sunk my teeth in this it was so good I'm gonna re-listen again I'm re-listen again because you know when you're doing a lot of stuff and you're reading it 
But the premises of it is going through Trevor's um, life cycle. And so much that he said resonated. Like, I'm super excited. I wish I had just wrote notes because I don't even know where to start. But um, Born a Crime is on the... Um, he was born in South Africa during apartheid, which means his mom and dad shouldn't have been together because he has a white Swiss father and and his mother is black South African woman. And so means, guess what? Punishable crime for five years in prison. So there was a lot of distort between him and his mother and father. And even the way Trevor was born was very untraditional. I don't want to spoil the book for you. So I'm not going to give you all the details, but I really loved how the book was written because I realized that we're missing so much deep in- intellect and history and our everyday conversations. And it was really good to really hear history in the book, real life experiences that talked about courage, perseverance, that talked about um, being unlikely to become, but yet finding these things that kind of wrapped up together. And what I really loved about being born a crime, Trevor doesn't really go deep into his, how he made his acclaim to fame actually, right? It was really about what made him who he was. And that was the richness of this book for me. Because I think so often when we're talking about blueprint, we're talking about like, when, oh, who was your agent and who was this? and But no, it was the cultivation of his relationship with his family, um, how he was treated different from his cousins, how he was treated different because of his mixed race and what it meant for him, how he didn't have a place to fit in and how that forged him, how he learned how to stand up for himself and how he learned, uh, yeah, maybe getting somebody to help you to stand up for yourself is not right because that person, you know, you can kind of see the red flags, um, the horror that he had experienced with his mother at certain inflections of her life and her faith as well, even though the faith had like these flawed kind of thinking and you can kind of see Trevor challenging the thinking of the, the faith, but still having like the center of it being part of who he is. It was just so eloquently narrated that it made me so much pause and so many different things and it made me realize that sometimes we do blame the victims and he admitted like these were things that he was a victim of that made him also learn how to save yourself in situations that were dark and so I just felt like um the depthness of the reading was roller coaster that was also calm that was also funny, but also impactful. I walked away realizing that the sum total of our lives is not one experience, but who we are cultivates a lot of what we become. And you can either forge that for good or you can forge that for um, not so good, you know? And it doesn't mean that we're perfect, but I just love the fact that he he owns up to who he is and how his life experiences really translated into who he is today in the midst of poverty, violence, abuse. Woo. And I think you've, you've really opened it up because I think it was very insightful. A lot of the the conversations I've ever seen him do, the interviews that he does with other people, the way that he goes in and out of conversation really speaks to his Tulsa background of how, I guess, even from the fundamental, like this idea of a group of people that, that, really f- prides themselves on understanding 
and logic over just right right or 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 makes right or what might makes right that the idea that hey just because you're stronger or basically violence you know creates results whereas these are people that are thinking people and he's he thought through his life and at some given points where he was a victim and at some different points where he was also the perpetrator of issues right of creating problems and to a point uh listening to him say it sometimes is interesting because it's almost like he was apologizing to some of the people that he might have wronged in the process of becoming himself it's not something that a lot of us do we just kind of go about it and we think hey our actions are just in our own story but our action and our story can impact other people's lives and you know they could go out you know completely other ways and we don't know what happened to some of these characters we don't and and these are real people too we don't know what happened in their life we just know that hey in this instance uh yeah they didn't go good so, so I'm not too sure, but the stories themselves are impactful. And it also reminded me how these people that are successful, very uniquely successful, beloved, or even have a lot of these accolades are not just these lucky people that exist out of, out of the blue ether. They don't just pop up and materialize because they just felt like they just needed to be. They have backgrounds that are rich in experience and they were able to one, make something out of it, try to understand it, and also move forward. Barack Obama's book is the same. Uh, David Goggins' book is the same. Uh, the Rock's life story is the same. Even Joe Rogan, um, to a certain degree. All these people that people know the names of, Viola Davis, uh, Michelle Obama, uh, the other lady that I, I just say she's the grandmother of Black Sick. Uh, Jennifer, 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 you know, you know, M.F. Lewis, you know, <laughs> like I still remember this because these are very rich people that brings pure color and light into the world. Right. They don't just exist to exist. They're not just purely consuming. They're creating all the time and they're revolutionizing not just themselves, but other people. And that's what I got from these books. It's like these people are not a product of just whatever. For as much people that hate um, Kim Kardashian, her real story, wherever that maybe is written somewhere, I never read it, but her real story of doing, you know, getting to the point of notoriety, going through that level of public shaming and turning it that into whatever this is now. Not a lot of people done it. Not a, not a lot of people ever could do it. And she was able to do it and I give her credit for it. I don't say I agree with her, you know, her family. I don't agree with what they're doing. I don't, it's not about that to me. I could look at a person and say, in some totality, that you are special, not because of people telling you you're special, because, hey, not everybody could have done, gone through life experiences like this and actually made anything of it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think one one of the parts or just many parts of Trevor Noah's story is how each lesson kind of taught him something about himself and how he was just so self-aware at a very young age. Like Lovely mentioned how he was being treated differently because he was um, he was biracial and um, he wasn't colored, but he actually wasn't black. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, so those are the things that he's becoming more and more self-aware into the world who he is as a boy and how he's being treated and he has he actually admitted it where he understood his privilege a bit 
amongst the racism, amongst all these things that was going on in um, South Africa. And the thing that I really enjoy about his um, book and his story is that those multifaceted lessons and experiences really help him shift his thinking in his mind, how he viewed the world, not only as a boy, but actually as a man. And I think too, with his mother um, treating him as such, with not just a little boy, he really treated him as a young man, right? Like preparing him for the world and make him understand that, hey, it's not about you and how you are uh, positioning yourself in this world really matters. And I think too, when Trevor Noah is um, seeing the story, but I guess like, you know, in retrospect, reflecting on these experiences, like there was one incident where the uh, kids in his neighborhood like beat him up or just uh, threw some kind of fruit or something to him, went back home and the mom didn't say anything. Mom tried to like, you know, brush it off, but the mom's boyfriend got really upset and retaliated and went back to the kids and started being, you know, damn near to death, beating up the kid. And, you know, at that moment, Trevor Noah was just like really happy. He's getting his vengeance. He's getting his revenge and he was happy, but he, he started to see himself in that kid. Like, Hey, right. this is just a kid. So it, it comes to, a, yeah, he went too far. Exactly. So it comes to a point where you, you look at these experiences and these lessons. It's like, how far is vengeance? How far is revenge? Mm. Where, where, where's the sweetness in it? Right. Is there any sweetness in it? You know what I'm saying? So mm. those, those, the, and that's just one part of the um, one uh, story in, in all the stories, right. That I, I, I seem to, understand him a little better and you made a, a great point too is he kind of just jumped from it was a lot of stories of him growing up and becoming a man but it wasn't he didn't really go in too deep of how he became you know his uh the trevor noah <laughs> the trevor noah like the comedy you know he, he said he did a lot of tours and shows and you know he started off as a host on the tv broadcasting but we, we really didn't see how it kind of like pivot into yeah. here in the states but um but I think that's an important part, too, because those things made him who he was. And without those experiences, without his grandmother, his uh, mom and his cousins and aunts who helped him transform and see the world for what it is, then right. we probably wouldn't have a Trevor Noah. We wouldn't. And, and I think that's what makes it so powerful that mm -hmm. he excluded it because he wanted you. I think it was excluded on purpose. Purpose. Me, too. Yeah, to to really emphasize like, no, it's not the stuff that I accumulated. It's not the the rewards or the touring. It's everything that happened. That everything else in between. This, right. Right. Like that cooked this gumbo. Like you're enjoying the gumbo. But I got to tell you that it took me three buses, four buses to get the right type of meat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's like the part that I'm like, I, I'm like lighting up because Everything that I've been doing that's really quiet behind the scenes, I'm very like reserved is because I want to sit and let that thing simmer so that at one point when I share it, when I give it, I want you to understand that it's a combination of being valuing human beings, the compassion that I have, the things that I've gone to, the the traumas, all these things that, that wield in themselves to even though some of them could even make me cry. Some of them could even make me feel like, why did that even have to happen? They are the sum total of being able to present, being able to eloquently speak, because now I realize how important having a voice is. There's a reason why I hate people that, like, 
if you want to do something and make me like really like not talk to you is be a liar. I didn't even say for you to tell a lie, but if I realize that you're just a person that lies, I just don't want to deal with you because I had one experience in my life when I was 12 that changed so much trajectory because of a lie. And those are the things that formulate who you are. They knit within you something. And I think that's exactly what Trevor shares. And I'm like halfway, I think I have like maybe two and a half, three hours left of Viola Davis. Again, these are very- Incredible story, right? I love her book. It's like, oh my God, (laughs) like this makes sense that you can draw this depth of emotion. It makes total sense that she can act the way she acts. She acts, exactly. Because it's like, no, it's not acting. She's literally, that's her. Meaning not that the character is her, that that moment, that emotion is derived from a moment in time in the past. And that's what makes the character so much comes alive. And that's what the the storytelling, the, the knitting of it together, that's what makes it become. And I'm just like, I'm so amazed. Like, I'm so happy because reading it really made me realize your past is what you what it is but how you interpret it how you take those lessons how you let them forge you is what matters and i'm just like oh man people need to read these type of things because it would really transform like your thinking of how you really perceive things because you would really start to understand that the dichotomies that exist that most things in life are not black and white. There's so much gray, so much gray. 